seven pitch. Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. It is Bedlam at the bank. Swung on, hit it, crossed, and the Phillies are going to lead it. Four to nothing. Now Harper sends one in the air, way back to right center. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bell Ringers podcast. Colin Bailey and Ben Goldstein. We are looking forward to the return of Red October. Woo! Clinched it against the Pittsburgh Pirates. We've had an entire full three-game series of meaningless baseball, which is completely new for us in Philadelphia. Last year, we clinched in game one of the Astros series and did not have that full series of meaningless baseball, just two games. We have seen some, we have had some very, very quality time with Garrett Stubbs, some quality Jake Cave time. Hopefully that'll be our last time with Jake Cave. We'll get to that in a little bit and break down in the roster that we predict for the wild card. We had some Nick Nelson time, which I did not expect to happen in 2023 when he was on the 60-day IL and went back to the minor leagues. We also had some, qual- well, not very quality Michael Plassmeyer time. That was no. not, that was not fun. He was on the struggle bus last night. I didn't watch. I did. I did not enjoy. That I, I just I just waved a rally towel for like a minute. Your arm straight. must be tired, dude. That was that was a workout right there. Um. Anyway, Phillies are going to the postseason. This is episode number thirty-eight. The hunt is over now. The hunt is on for Red November. How about that? Let's do it. Um, all right, I want to. I want to yeah. jump right into this. First of all, did you see that Joey Votto got ejected in what may be his final game? That's so I th- mean. I think that sucks. Um, I don't. I the umpires should know the situation. Um, and he should not have ejected him. I think it's that's a situational thing where you just can't just can't do that. I agree. Anywho, um, I want to get right into the, some of the postseason stuff after we do a quick recap of the last few weeks. So we saw the Phillies clinch against the Pirates, like I mentioned. Another big Nola game two years in a row. He went the same number of innings, six and two-thirds. He was really, really good. Hopefully that gives him some confidence heading into game two of the Wild Card series. Yeah, Nola's last we... two starts, he has looked very good. Our last three starts, actually, he's looked very good. Um, but... It just it's hard to trust him because the season's been so inconsistent that these three starts could be decoy. He could he could suck in the wild card round. So yeah, I wrote about that yesterday. That's my biggest concern with him right now is the lack of consistency. That is the name of the game when it comes to the postseason. I want a guy in there who I know is going to go out like Wheeler and Sanchez are going to be <laughs> and are going to be consistent, even if that is not being you know consistently amazing, like you might consider Wheeler. But, like, Sanchez, I know, is going to go out there and give me five, six quality innings. And Nola, Nola, listen, this is the argument I've seen, and I'm okay with it. I know that Aaron Nola has the highest ceiling of all of the pitchers in this rotation outside of Wheeler, right? 
Oh, what is that? What in the world? Wow. Did you do that? I didn't do anything. Were there balloons behind me? There were just balloons on your screen for the for the podcast only. Balloons just went up on Colin's screen. Happy birthday, Colin. Thank you. It was last week, but um, <laughs> yeah, but but thanks, I suppose. That's for the um, Phillies making the making the postseason. You get balloons in your Anyway, back to what you were saying. <laughs> I, I do know. understand the Nola argument, right? They're saying that he has the highest ceiling. Sanchez probably not going to go out there and give you eight innings of no run baseball, right? He he's going to allow a home run or team might anyone might. Um, he's probably going to allow the one or two home runs that he seems to allow in every start. He's probably not going to strike a ton of guys out and just punch through lineup super quickly. Um, so that makes sense to me, right? Nola is the guy who you have the best chance of going out there and him being absolutely dominant. But I also think that Chris Sanchez has a much better chance of punching a quality start. That's probably why he's going to be my number four starter right now behind Ranger Suarez. because He has that postseason experience kind of in that same category as, as Nola, where I think you could get more out of him. I personally do not think that they're going to have Sanchez be the fourth starter in the National League Division Series if they make it that far because it seems like they're riding with Walker. They had him start yesterday on Saturday. I, I think I, pitch out of the bullpen. I really hope that the front office and whoever makes the postseason roster, Rob Thompson and his team, realize that Tyler Walker has been terrible. He was horrible against the Mets. And in the, if he's going to pitch a first inning against the Braves in the NLDS, that's not that was you're cutting out, Ben. We have no audio. Nothing. Your mouth is moving. I'm not getting anything. Hello, hello. There you go. You're back. All right. Oh my I goodness. Can. Hello. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. I, I, I don't even know what's going on. I've had a computer's been having a day. Anyway, um, Tom Walker's seven plus ERA in the first inning is not going to fly in the postseason. Especially against a team like the Braves, who are who are probably going to tie the all-time home run list for in a single season. Um, it's just not it's not going to happen in the postseason. And I've really, really liked Christopher Sanchez. I think Christopher Sanchez may have been the best pitcher this season for the Phillips. The most consistent. I'm giving you a live update. Adam Wainwright is pinch hitting in the seventh, the bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah. He swings and miss. Oh, he just struck out. That's oh, unfortunate. No. He's not happy about it either. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. The they crowd's be... pretty excited, though. Are they booing him? No, of course they're cheering. <laughs> they're all cheering. Can you imagine if they booed him? Oh, you just got a thumbs up on your screen. What is going oh. on? All right, anyway, back to baseball. Back to the Phillies. I'm um, so lost. So we were talking about pitchers. Um, so you want Ranger Suarez in your in your pitching rotation. Uh, yeah, I, I think, again, Sanchez is great. I love Sanchez. He is – he better be in the rotation next year. I have so much confidence in the guy. But Ranger Suarez has been part of the organization for the past five years, I want to say. And there's no reason why you wouldn't wouldn't start him, right? I mean, he's he's – I think his numbers – are don't do him justice. I think he's had some really, really good moments this year when he's not injured. 
He seems to be healthy right now. He's been okay since he's come off the injured list. I don't have stats on that. But um, he's definitely my guy in game three. Sorry, in the third rotation spot. Okay. And he'll probably be game three anyway if it happens. Um, yes. I agree with that. I, I just think he's so cool and collective for that for a big game three or oh, game definitely. one Atlanta. You saw it last year. He got into jams in Atlanta, and he was able to work his way out of them um, in that game one in Atlanta. And I I think he can do it again. I've really liked Major Suarez since whenever he started. What, 2021 was his big year? Um, and I, think I was he's... a big Suarez guy back in 2019. He was in the bullpen. I love yeah. Suarez. He was, he's he was always, incredible that year. He's always been, like, really good and just very under the radar. And now he's finally getting some attention. Um, but I, I like Ranger in that three in that three spot in the rotation. I don't. I, but I don't know what. What do they do in the post? What do they do in the wild cards here? So, right. I, all right. Let's just say how it is. The Phillies are going to play the Marlins. We're recording this at around five thirty on Sunday afternoon. Um, the Marlins are losing in like the ninth inning. I think the Diamond, the Diamondbacks are getting smoked. Um, the Phillies are winning anyway. Um. Where it's going to be the Marlins at the Phillies play. What is your what is your roster look like against the Marlins? <laughs> By the way, I know you told you said you had a focus on the Phillies, but did you see Wainwright's one hundred and two mile per hour ground out yesterday? He had a hundred and two mile per hour ground out. He did. He actually barreled the well, he, had, he well you do know he's like actually a good hitter, right? He has ten career yeah. home runs, seventy some RBIs. Um but no, he made better contact than half the guys in his team that day. Um, man, I'm so sad about winning, right? I'm not going to get over this for the next, like, two days. For those of you who don't know, the Cardinals are my second favorite team. My mom's side of the family is all Cardinals fans. I'm a big Yachty guy, which kind of turned me into a big Wayno guy. Well, that's Oh, Marsh just went deep for the Phillies. Woo! And now I'm very, very sad. Oh. That... Not about Marsh, but about Winner. I'm sorry, I'm jumping between the two. All right, um, but you know, you should be excited for the Phillies uh, roster for the wild card, which you're going to be right now. Let's hear it. So, I'm not going to do the starting lineup because that's variable, um, but I am going to pull up the Phillies roster on MLB.com because I don't want to skip anyone important because I would totally mm-hmm. be the person to skip Bryce Harper because – Yeah, while just... he's while he's doing that, I'm going to tell you about SeatGeek. SeatGeek – is oh, the sponsor that. of the podcast. SeatGeek is taking up that makes buying tickets so easy. All you got to do, download the SeatGeek app or use code or go to SeatGeek.com. And at checkout, use code Philly Sports Report and save $20 off your first purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, the Phillies playoffs are here. The tickets are very expensive. Take it from me. We got tickets for games. They're very expensive. So go use my code. Save some money and help us out. Code Philly Sports Report. Anyway, do um, that. Hold that S, Ben. Hold, hold that S. Hold it. Hold right. it. Respite and Chuck it out the window. Um, all right. So I'm going to start off with the bullpen, guys, because I think that's the easiest. I'm going to have Alvarado back there. I think that's pretty much a given. Sorrenton Dominguez, Jeff Hoffman is in that same boat. Craig Kimbrell is going to be my closer. Hold on. I need to start a tally of this. All right. So, so what? 13 pitchers? Yeah. So, um, Rob Thompson said that it's going to be closer by committee in the postseason. Um, there will yeah, not yeah, be a yeah, second. But I'm going to so. call. I'm going to call Kimball my closer just because, I mean, he's like Alvarado last year. He gets that part of the order. 
whether or not it's in the ninth inning. Which so I don't that, ag- I don't agree with that. So anyway. Proceed. All right. So you've got Alvarado, Mingus, Hoffman, Roll. I want to put Lorenzo in the bullpen, so he's going to be number five out there. Soto's going to make it. Strom's going to make it. And that's going to leave us with one spot. It's going to go to Orion Kirkland. Let's go. I, I got confidence in the kids. Oh, 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 Ryan! Kirk ring. Ow! Let's make, we got to make that a thing. You can do that. I'm not doing that. I'm, I think it should be like, <laughs> con, like the constellation. That's what I always think of. Constellation. Orion. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess you could say, who am I leaving off? Bilotti. I'm a huge Bilotti guy. I think his slider's wicked. He was so, so underrated for the Phillies last year. Other than Stott, I would probably say that Andrew Bilotti was on that most underrated players list of mine. He's probably number two on there behind Stott. Uh, Brogdon, no reason for him to be on the roster. Kobe's hurt. Uh, Junior Marte, great stuff, great velocity. He just hasn't been consistent enough. And uh, Luis Ortiz, again, I think Ortiz has a nasty, nasty slider sweep or whatever we're going to call it. But I just don't think he's had enough major league exposure to make the roster right now. I do think the Kirkering situation is different um, because of the the success that he's had at the major league level. And uh, I think that's a wrap on that. So that gives us eight relievers. We're going to go under the starters. Now, I'm only including guys who have been, like, consistently starters throughout their career. So I might name a starter who I think should go in the bullpen, but I'm just going to put them in the starter category because that's where they are in the depth chart. Now, Ben, a question for you. I should have clarified. Is this the roster that I'm predicting or the roster that I want? Um, You can do what you're predicting. So, like, what you think the roster actually look like. And then after, you can state players that you want on there and want off I like of that. I think we are going to see Wheeler, Nola, Suarez. Uh, Sanchez. Get five. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm thinking about something now. Are they gonna have? Are they gonna have to leave off one of their current pitchers? Yeah, I don't think Taiwan Walker will make the. I don't. I don't think Taiwan Walker will have to will make the um, wild card roster because they only need. No. Three, they only need three starting pitchers, and with his with his hard first inning, I think they keep Christopher Sanchez and Michael Lorenzen for the bullpen and take off of. Take off, uh, yeah, but, but come on, you know how you know how it is. They they pay them all the money. Don't they could leave them on the roster? Um, I think they'll keep them on the roster for the MLDS, but they don't need them for the wild card because they only need three pitchers. All right, so in that case, I got everyone on it except Walker. So that means they got the the Wheeler, the Nola, the Suarez, the Sanchez. Wait a minute, no, I mathed wrong. Oh no, I included Lorenzen up top, didn't I? I don't remember. I did. In this, the top, I said, this is this a mess. Is I said one, Alvarado, Dominguez, right Hoffman. I said Alvarado, Dominguez, Hoffman, Kirkering, uh, Kimbrell, Strom, Soto. I did. So they can all make it. So Walker can get on. Okay, um, so every pitcher that's currently on the roster is making it except Tywin Walker. 
No, and Walker. Oh, Tom Walker's going to be on the roster? Yeah. Is that 13 pitchers? Yes, because right now they have 14 because there's 28-man roster, and Nelson's going to get sent down. Okay. They're all going to get there. Uh, catchers, we'll start with, I've got... um. JT and Garrett Stubbs. Yeah, JT and Garrett Stubbs. I don't think there's much of an argument there. Uh, hey, let me put let me write down your starting line. Like, I got it. I I can remember it. I've so Schwarber I'll, I'll the lineup. Oh, we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> calm down. You're jumping the gun here. All right. Uh, my infielders, Bohm's on my roster, Stout's on my roster, Turner's on my roster, Harper. On my roster. Bohm's on my roster. You had Bohm on there. On Boehm, you had Bohm on there first. Crap. All right. Well, then we'll – that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven infielders. So our six outfielders are going to be Castellanos. Wait, seven infielders? You mean six? I because Harper. It's, it's Harper, Stott, Turner, Bohm, Sosis. That's five. Harper, Stott. Well, you have your four positions, then you have one other infielder. Unless you want Castro on the roster, which... Oh, right. I, I forgot Romuto and Stubbs I added here. All right, and then we're going to have Cassiano, Schwarber, Marsh, Rojas. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wilson and Pache. Wes Weston no Wilson's code. making your roster. Well, I'm sorry. The roster's going to have Jake Cave on it. And then you asked me to give you the players who I'm substituting, and that's going to be Wes and Wilson. I want Wilson over Cave. Mm. So that's, gonna, that's my one change I'm going to make. Okay. So you're fine with the entire roster that's probably going to be put out there, except you want Weston Wilson over Jake Cave. I think that right now, the way this Phillies team is constructed, the, the roster is pretty set. I don't think there's much controversy over who does and doesn't make the team. I think it's going to be over who has what role. Last year, it was very, very clear. We had the exact same lineup every single game against the lefty and the righty. There was no variability. The issue this year, Brendan Marsh has not faced a left-handed pitcher since the end of August. Christian Pache forgot how to hit since he got those screws removed from his elbow. Johan Rojas has been in the major leagues for about two months. Weston Wilson has, like, I don't even think he has 20 at-bats. Jake Caves isn't very good at what he does for a living. <laughs> you think that covers everybody? Other than Castellanos and Schwarber, he had Givens. Yeah. So it's not as, I don't think it's as clear this year. I think it's crazy, but I think they're going to try and put Sosa in the outfield. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd love to see it happen. All right, the Phillies game is just, just ended. One. They are, win 9-1. to one. They finish 90-72. and Nine? 90-1 with the win, and they win 90-72. to 70, They finish 90-72. and 72. It was 2-1 th- to one last time I looked. What the it's 9-1. 9-1. Oh, poor whoever. 
Phillies. Phillies have ninety wins. Is that what you predicted? Earlier? I heard. I don't think I predicted ninety. I, I did. I think I predicted a little more. Let's see. Pache got a hit. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> one for two. That's great. Stott finished the season bag in the eighty two eighties. I like that. Uh, Boom. Wow, everyone hit really well today. So so for five. I really couldn't care less. Cave over three. Man, yes. We are <laughs> rooting on his downfall. Ah. Stubbs two for three. Christmas. Yes. Hanukkah is Jewish. He is on the Israel team. Very exciting. Only time he'll ever start in his career, but you know, all good. Um, He's playing third base for them. What? He was playing third base for them. For I had no time. idea. How do we get these runs? I saw the Marsh single. All right, let's Rojas look. Let, all right, let's look back at. So Schwarber's. What was Schwarber's final batting average for the season? One ninety-seven. One ninety-seven. However, seventeen OPS. Forty-seven home runs. A hundred five, hundred and six RBIs. I'm not exactly sure the number. Led the team in walks. Probably second in the MLB in walks. So. Yeah, I mean, Schwarber, again, we're not going to get into this stuff tonight because this is our wild card. We'll do, after the season ends, we'll do a podcast wrapping up spring training, regular season, and postseason. Um, yeah, I, I think Schwarber. Schwarber gets a solid B rating for this season. Solid B. I think I think he'll take that. Anyway, yeah. let's look at so you're 90 when Philadelphia Phillies. Let's look at who they have on deck. So it's going to be the Marlins. Um, the Phillies season series against the Miami Marlins was Colin. What was it? What was the question? What the Phil the Phillies season uh season series against the Marlins this year? What was the record? Uh, I couldn't even begin to tell you. All right. Well, let's calculate it. Oh, do we want to do that? Yeah. So you're going to talk about the Marlins, and I'm going to calculate. Oh, this. perfect. Great. So the here's the interesting thing about the Marlins. Gary Perez is off the table. He's absolutely disgusting. Sandy Alcantara is also off the table. So it's looking like they're going to have Jesus Lazardo pitching game one against the Phillies. Which means that we are probably going to see a strange game one lineup because it is a left-handed pitcher. Also in game two, we're probably going to see Braxton Garrett. Another very strange lineup. So he's a left-handed pitcher, of course. So we're probably going to see Schwarber leading off. Turner in the two-hole. Bohm hitting third. No, Harper will hit fourth with a lefty on the mound. Okay, I didn't know who you talked about. Uh, the season series between the Phillies and Marlins this season was six and seven in favor of the Marlins. So the Phillies six wins, seven losses against the Marlins. Not sure how I feel about that, but okay. Um, <laughs> and then I would assume we're going to probably have. Wilson or Pache in there for Marsh. Not sure how crazy I am about that, but you know, it is what it is. Um, 
Again, Stokes is a possibility. I hope they start Stott every day. I really if they don't the start if they good. don't start Stott every day, there's a problem because Bryson Stott has his splits against lefties are better against than righties. Like I don't understand why they do that, but I I think postseason they won't play with the lineup that much and. Stop I think we'll take out Marsh because it's a pretty significant drop off for him, and he hasn't been hitting well recently. So I think we're going to see a different face in the outfield, Rojas and someone else. But I do think Marsh will be removed with stops staying in. I mean, I think that Marsh will probably play one of the first two games, just because of how good he's been this year. Um, Because, I mean, realistically, I don't think you're going to have Marsh sit for like the first two games, especially if the series only goes two games. So, Which I'm hoping it does. Definitely. I'm hoping it does, too. I'm not sure how much trust I have in Suarez versus Cabrera because Cabrera dominated us in the past. So is Lazardo. Um, Lazardo's pitched well against the Phillies, I believe. I feel like you've hit Garrett pretty well. Again, I don't have any numbers backing this up. But, um... I I think they can handle Garrett, right? Yeah. I, I'm more concerned about game one against Lazardo. It's probably my biggest fear right now. Not sure how I'm liking that. Especially with all these with the abundance of lefty bats the Phillies have. I don't I don't think it, it matches up well. I don't like that, Colin. You don't like what? I don't like this negativity coming from you. Let's be positive. I'm not in the mood to be positive today, to be honest with you. Come on, man. I don't know. I don't have a good. I don't have a good feeling about this series. Oh no. Well, you didn't have Something a good feeling feel about right. the Cardinals series last year either. And look what happened. So let's have some positivity. Yeah, that's a good point. Positivity. Positivity. Um, I'm feeling good. I think Zach Wheeler, I think, can... Doesn't Zach Wheeler be suck against the Marlins, too? Hmm? Doesn't Zach Wheeler we suck against the Marlins, too? That was Nola, no? No, Nola was... Well, this year's been the Nationals. Yeah, that's true. But also, I, I think seconds. my thing is, is that we might stink against some of these Marlins players... But they've never been in Philadelphia in October. They've never experienced Red October. And I don't want to hear about you that how fans don't matter. They do. You, you know what my art. You know what I'm going to say if I answer you here. So I'm just not going to answer you. I I, they, uh... It makes a difference. I don't know. It makes a difference. Not as much as everyone thinks it does. It makes a difference. Well, first of all, here's my thing with Wheeler. His last 15 starts, he's a 3.17 ERA. Mixing with some bad luck and some terrible things happening against the Washington Nationals. He also has a 6-2 and two record in that span and a 4-0 span over his last seven games. He pitched well against the Pirates, the Mets, the Braves. I'm not super concerned about Wheeler. Against the Marlins this season, he, he pitched real uh, I would go to the same thing. He pitched really well against the Marlins 
On April 12th, his third start of the season, he goes six innings and allows one run, strikes out six and walks three. He only allows three hits. He faces the Marlins again on the seventh. He goes six innings and allows three earned runs, strikes out seven. August 2nd, he faces the Marlins and goes six innings, allows five hits, two runs, a walk, and four strikeouts. And that's it. So so not terrible. That's what, 18 innings, two, five, six runs. So is that a 3.0 ERA? Yeah, he's a 3.0 ERA against the Marlins this year. Okay. Um, We are um, running out of time on the Zoom. Phillies are going to play the Marlins in the first round. They've never met up in the postseason before. The Marlins, by the way, the two times they they've made the postseason three times. One of those times came in 2020 in a 60 game shortened season. So we're not counting that because that was that was uh that was as some people say Mickey Mouse. Um, but the two times they made it was 1997 and 2003. Those are the two times they made the postseason in 162 game seasons. They won the World Series both times. That won't continue. They're not very good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna say, but the Marlins aren't very good. <laughs> well, they if they're not very good, if they're not very good, then why do you think we're? Why do you not have a good feeling about this series? Let's go! Come on, Red October. Because the Marlins are some. They're an They are. They're the so Marlins annoying. are like the little brother that just taps on your thigh when you're trying to do something important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Like the little brother is like pulling on like pulling on your shirt. All right, we're officially playing the with your plans. We are officially playing the Marlins. It's good to hear, I guess. Um I'd rather play the Marlins than Diamondbacks. Well, not anymore because the Diamondbacks had to use their top two pitchers to get into the postseason. But uh the Marlins have a good postseason roster because of Alcantara. There's nothing good this season, by the way. And Yuri Perez and I don't even know what Perez's status is, to be honest with you. And uh like we have a very, 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 very good rotation. There's no denying that. But I'm not sure how far it's gonna carry them if there's an injury or someone well, Alcantara's out, right? He's hurt. Ah, uh, you might you may be right. I'm pretty sure Alcantara's hurt. And I don't even know what happened to Yuri Perez. So the Marlins, are, they're not a good team, unfortunately, for them. Uh, their lineup is pretty average. Jake Berger has been the savior of their season. Yeah, I know. I mean, they, they have some pop in there, but I don't think – it's not a very deep lineup. They definitely have – they have significant holes. The Phillies do not have holes of that same depth, of that same extremity. And I think that's going to be an issue for the Marlins in the postseason. But the issue here for the Phillies is I think the Marlins have a bit of an advantage in that three-game series because teams that are deeper and more well-rounded and don't have a whole bunch of top-heavy guys usually – struggle in three-game series. They get eliminated quickly. Like, I can see the Marlins 
sweeping out any team in baseball in a three-game series. Because they, they don't have those star-studded guys like the Phillies did in 2021, right? You had those Wheeler, Noller, and Suarez were having career years, all three of them. And that was a huge advantage in a three-game series for the Phillies. They don't have that this year. Suarez and Nola have not been as good, and even Wheeler hasn't really been as good. So, yes, their pitching as a whole is better having Walker and Sanchez and Lorenzen. But in a three-game series, I think I'd rather have the Phillies 2022 staff over the 23 staff. Well, for now, we're going to go into the series hoping that everything Colin's saying does not go and the Phillies have a relatively easy series. Um, well, anyway, I really I'll... hope that Gene Segura is rooting for the Phillies and not the Marlins. <laughs> he better be. Very... He better be because the Marlins traded him this year. We didn't actually trade him. We just let him go. Um... I'm shocked he didn't sign anywhere. Yeah. Like he was obviously like that. That wasn't the true secure. He's not that old. Yeah, he hit like two eighty last year. I don't know. All right, here's your postseason bracket. It's officially set. The wild card round begins on Tuesday. On the AL side, it's the Blue Jays and the Twins, and then the Rangers and the Rays. On the NL twins side, Twins win. Hold on, go back. Twins win. Uh huh. And then Rangers Rays. Rangers. In in Tampa. Okay. Yep, Rangers. And then Arizona Diamondbacks and the Brewers. Diamond Brewers. No. Yeah, Brewers sweep. Uh and then Marlins Phillies. Phillies. Your prediction for the wild card series. Phillies in how many games? Three? So yep. I'll be at, I'll be attending a wild card game on Thursday? Yes, you will. That's exciting. Um, I so hope win, I... lose, then win. Well, make us I... really sweat it out. Well, you know what? I got the Phillies in two. I think Red October is a whole different. I think I don't think the Marlins are the Marlins have never experienced anything like Philadelphia and October. So, uh, we're gonna end this podcast now because we're running out of time. So, thank you guys for watching and listening. Phillies pregame shows. Coming to you starting Tuesday. Be there. Be there. Follow us on social media. All link in the description. Thank you for watching. Go Phillies. I'll be dancing on my own. My own.